What's up, Inside Out? Welcome back to another Inside Out Insider podcast. Uh, today, uh, on this podcast, is Brooke Berry and myself, Jorge Brewer. We're the leaders at Inside Out. What's going on, Brooke? Nothing much. How's your week been? It's been it's been pretty good. And you know, before you know, we we go any further, I gotta say an apology. It has been a long time since we've uh, since we've made a podcast. So I've heard. It's been a few months, hasn't it? It's yeah, uh, definitely under the year mark, <laughs> but it has definitely been a few months. And I want to apologize to anybody who has listened to this podcast for that break. Uh, but we're both super excited to be kicking it back up again for the summer. Yeah, so uh, this summer we're going to be talking about the book Surprise the World by Michael Frost. Shout out Pastor Mike for giving us this book. Absolutely. <laughs> Super good book. Yeah, I'm loving it so far. Yeah, chapter one has a lot a lot of <laughs> promises. Uh, the very first promising. 17 pages are pretty good. Yeah, so we're pretty <laughs> invested in this book. So yeah, so over the next couple of months, like Brooke said, we're going to be going over this this book, uh, Surprise the World. Um but yeah, we're going to continue to do the prizes, the giveaways, Brooke. You want to explain some of that? Okay, so each episode's going to have a code phrase. It'll be throughout maybe the middle of the podcast, and it's going to change every time. Uh, but the first person to find the code phrase and DM it to us on at InsideOutCBCB will win a prize, and it'll be a fun time. Yeah, so uh, definitely listen to the entirety of the podcast when you do come across that code phrase. Uh, make sure you DM it to us on Instagram. And like Brooke said, the first person who does it will get a prize. We'll do that for the first person on every podcast who, who gets that code phrase. Yeah. Okay, before we jump into the podcast, I just wanted to ask you, Ari, what's been some highs of your week? What's been some lows of your week? Yeah, um, some highs of my week have been preparing for this mission trip that we're about to go on with our high school team. Um, I'm, I say this every year. I'm excited for every bunch of students that gets to go on a mission trip. But every year I truly feel like, man, like I'm really excited about this group. I'm excited to go back to Oklahoma City, which is where we're headed. And uh, yeah, I think it's just going to be a lot of fun. Uh, so that's been a huge high of my week is just getting ready for that mission trip. Uh, a low for my week. Um, I don't know. Texas is getting kind of hot again and the mosquitoes are really starting to attack again. You know, it's even worse. Tell me. My mom killed a huge tarantula in our backyard this week. And just if that were me who saw that tarantula, I would not be here right now. I would have just died you just right there i would have been so scared i wouldn't have known what to do yeah that's terrifying death on sight from spider death on sight from spider (laughs) (laughs) all right so brooke what are some of the highs and lows of your week i agree with you about the mission trip i'm super excited it's my first one going with inside out um missions are just they're so impactful there's so much to be done there and I'm just really excited to see the way that Jesus is going to be in every single moment on the mission trip. I'm just super stoked for not only us leaders, but for the kids as well. I just think it's going to be a really good week. And I'm just, once again, super excited. Well, cool deal. Yeah, that'll, I mean, I'm I'm really excited for that, for that mission trip. And I'm sure it's safe to assume that the tarantula was probably like the low of your week. Yeah, yeah, that was the low. Just to know that that was in my backyard. Oh yeah, they exist. Just they... that it was 
in my proximity. It was in my safe place. Mm. And that just makes me uncomfortable. Is it truly safe anymore? That's a good question. Things to think about. Let's jump into this uh, into this conversation about this book. So we mentioned earlier that we're going to be talking about Surprising the World uh, by Michael Frost. It was given to us by our pastor, Mike, here at Community Bible Church Boulevardy. And this book uh, has a really interesting approach to evangelism and who's called to it and what each Christian is tasked with as far as sharing their faith with the world. And I think in a nutshell, as we walk forward into this book, what a listener could expect is exactly what's written on the back of this book. And it says this, share your faith in surprisingly simple ways. So as we get into the first uh, bullet point, Brooke, uh, something that you and I wanted to hit uh, as we got into this book was why is it important? Uh, and, you know, why is this, why this book out of all things? I think this book is so important in many ways just to start off with, but I think the word evangelist and evangelism is such a big word that so many people can be shied away from. Um, Basically, in a really simple definition, evangelism is just the act of going and sharing the love of Jesus with others through what most people would think like being a student pastor, being a leader in a church, um, serving at the church, things like that, which is so awesome. But it's honestly a really scary thought to think, like, if I am a Jesus follower, I have to be an evangelist. I have to go and be the student pastor at my church or, you know, et cetera. I think what Michael Frost, the author of this book, does such a good job of uh, is intentionally explaining that that is truly not the only way to view evangelism, but that people who are not worship leaders, people who are maybe not student pastors, executive pastors, you know, whatever, what have you, um, also have a place, uh, you know, to share their faith with the world in surprisingly simple ways. So you could be the guy who works or the gal who works at HEB and still share your faith. You could be the person who is at the drive-thru at at the Chick-fil-A. Uh, who still shares their faith. It's not just for people who maybe find themselves uh, in one of those positions that we mentioned earlier. And truth be told, Brooke, this is such uh, an important book to me because before uh, I was a student pastor in 2019 and became a student pastor, uh, I had grown up in the church my whole life. And I just clearly remember always being told that there was this job and this responsibility uh, for myself to share my faith with others around me And I hated public speaking and I hated the idea of going up to a stranger and trying to convince them maybe of like Mm -hmm. what it was I believed. But Michael Frost does a really good job of kind of going around this idea that you're going up to somebody and convincing them of something. And he brings up the idea of living a questionable life. What is that? What is a questionable life to you? I think a questionable life can be taken many ways. But (laughs) in the context of this, a questionable life is living a life to where you are leading the kind of life that evokes questions from your friends or from your families that provides you with the opportunity to share your faith with that person. So are you like telling me I don't have to be a pastor in order to share my faith with other people? No, Jorge, you do not have to be a pastor. Wow. Thank goodness for this book. (laughs) (laughs) So the idea of having people question your lifestyle based off of the way you choose to live is essentially, in a nutshell, a form of evangelism. 
Yes, exactly. And I think a really simple way to live a questionable life, I work in the food industry right now. Mm. And that industry is not a Jesus-loving place. Yeah, you have some Jesus-loving people in there. But for the most part, everybody's getting mad at each other. Everybody's talking negative about each other. And a super simple way that I am able to just show my love for Jesus for others is just being kind. And sometimes being kind is one of the hardest things you can do. Like, you know how they say, like, being kind is so simple. It's kind of not. No. (laughs) Like, it's kind of not. But it's just any time that there's a conflict in the restaurant, they're like, Brooke, like, how are you just like so chill, so happy and just being so nice to everybody? Uh, Jesus. And then it just starts into the conversation of like, who is Jesus? What has he done for me? Why do I have so much hope in Jesus? Just in the smallest situation. And now I'm talking with my coworker who's never seen Jesus in his life ever. And here I am leading him towards Jesus. Well, first off, that's super amazing. And it's cool to hear that, you know, from your life, that there are very real situations where, like we said before, you don't have to be a pastor. Yet, the way you choose to live this quote-unquote questionable life that is outlined by Michael Frost is that you can live a life that is so filled with the love of Jesus that even if you're not necessarily speaking about him outright, people can still see Jesus in the way that you choose to live, and they'll ask you questions about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, as we go through this book in the next you know, couple months, couple weeks, um, Michael Frost talks about five different areas. And this first chapter that we're talking over is truly like the intro. What is the idea of a, you know, uh, a questionable life? Uh, but let's take it a step further. So we have the questionable life, right? And we have the situation, Brooke, where you've just mentioned, you know, you have a coworker, he comes up to you, he talks to you, asks maybe a little bit about Jesus. Now, is it your responsibility to be prepared for that? How are you prepared for that? That's a really good question. And I just think we are kind of in the position where we kind of always have to be prepared to give an answer to anybody that asks us to give a reason for the hope that we have in Jesus. And that doesn't mean that you have to come up with a sermon right on the spot. Like if you are a Christian, you already have the love of Christ in you. It's already being shown. People can see that you're the light in a room full of darkness. But what happened in your life that gave you that love, that you decided to start following Jesus? Like what did he do in your life to just completely shift everything? You're not living just a regular normal life you are living life with Christ and I just think that's your opportunity to share maybe part of your testimony if you're comfortable with that or just you know do you know what I mean yeah it definitely does like you said I think it it starts with us living a questionable life right to the point where people will ask questions about our lives and why we live it the way we do and once they do ask questions, it's uh, it becomes our job, our responsibility as followers of Christ to be ready to give an answer and tell them, this is how Jesus has completely changed my life. And, you know, he's done it for me and he's done it for all these people. He can do it for you too. Mm-hmm. And like sparks the conversation. Yeah. So we've gone to talk so far in this first chapter. Why is this book important? I think it shows that every person on the planet, whether you're a pastor, a worship leader, a person who works at the drive-thru at Chick-fil-A, in the food industry, at Home Depot, wherever you are, uh, if you're a follower of Christ, we're all 
you know, able to live this questionable life that will force other people or at least encourage other people rather to ask questions about why we live the way that we do. And then at that point, like you just mentioned, Brooke, it's our job to be ready to give an answer. Okay. I'm going to ask you a quick question that we didn't kind of jot down in our points, but I think it would kind of be really important to share, like, how do you think you could live a questionable life. And what does that look like in 2023 with social media, drama, friendships? Like, how do you think a really simple way to live a questionable life looks like nowadays? Not Man. to put you on the spot or anything. Oh, but you did. Uh, <laughs> that's a, a really good question. I think a questionable life could look like a person who's just overflowing with the love of Jesus. Now, I'm not saying, and I think this could be very easy to misinterpret, I'm not saying just to, you know, uh, just only apply kindness to every situation, but instead apply biblical truth and the love of Jesus to every situation. I think there's a fine balance between how you approach every situation, whether it's social media, whether it's drama, whether it's just how you carry yourself out every single day. Uh, but in every action, in every post on social media, in every response to drama, I think if you ask yourself what biblical truth you can seek out for that situation and how Jesus' love would approach that situation, I think you could live a very questionable life. You know, there are certain people, I think, uh, in everybody's life, and maybe it's not, but at least in my life, I can definitely think of a few people that just stick out in just unbelievable ways, where in certain situations where they responded a certain way, I felt I would have responded out of anger or out of frustration or out of sadness or out of hurt in completely different ways than they would have. And uh, truly, like these people have been some of the few that I've always wondered, why did they react that way? Why did they approach this situation that way? And I think the simple answer uh, is that they're choosing to live questionable lives rather than just living a life that just conforms to everything else around them. We're going to insert some clapping audio. Good job. <laughs> that was just so good. Oh, so good. So, so much truth was just said in that. And I've been in situations as well where there's just an instance where I'm like, gosh, I would have been so mad. Like, what the heck? How is this girl being so nice amidst everything? And don't you think that leaves more of an impact than if she were to react the way everybody would have expected her to? I mean, I believe I live a questionable life, but I'm even questioning why this girl's living a questionable life. Like, there's just so much to learn from other people and... That was just so good. Snaps to you, Jorge. <laughs> Thanks, Brooke. So, Brooke, if we're going to wrap this all up and we could put it into one to two sentences, like what what can we get from this first chapter? What is the main point? Yeah, so I think the main takeaway from all of this is that you are called to live a life that causes your friends and family to ask questions about your faith to then lead to opportunities for their faith to grow with you. Just to be a whole part of the process. Share the love of Jesus and share the miraculous things he has done for us whenever we weren't even worthy and express that with other people and watch their lives be changed as well. And honestly, like what I hear from all that is that truly everybody is an evangelist, maybe just in different ways, mm -hmm. but different gifts that God gives them. I do want to not forget about the prize that we did mention at the very beginning. Yeah. I want to uphold that. Uh, and so here it is. And this won't be a 
a code thing that we do at the end of every podcast. Sometimes we'll do it in the middle. Sometimes we'll do it at the beginning uh, just to keep you listeners on your feet. But today's code will be Brooke hates tarantulas. If you're the (laughs) first person who can DM us that to our Instagram, you will get a free Oklahoma uh, mission trip t-shirt that we still have here. Yeah. Well, that's all we have for today. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and listening to us in your car, in your headphones, wherever it may be. We hope that this was able to touch your heart a little bit and just help spread the love of Jesus. Alrighty, we'll see y'all next time. Inside, Inside out. out.